This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. It's May 2nd, 2023. I still am yet to get a proper response to my question on the air, my question on videos, my question on social media. Why exactly do drag queens have to have access to our kids? Does anybody have it? Because I have not seen a valid answer to that. Um, I've always known that they existed. And if you wanted to go see a drag show, you could. I've never gone to a drag show. Um, I don't have a problem with people expressing themselves how they want. But I don't understand where how we got to a place where somehow those men who dress up as women and do adult performances, why did they need to get access to our kids? Nobody's ever given me an answer to that. So I just, I just throw that out there into the ether, see if anybody's got anything on that. We also have the late night talk shows are shut down now because the writers are on strike or something. That's interesting to me. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And, um, yeah, Carrie, did you know those numbers on the border in the, in the last 10 days? No. I mean, that's startling. I did not, not, in not 10 that days, high, yeah. Leading up into the, uh, the suspension or ending of Title 42, which was something Biden wanted to do from day one. Now he gets to do that. And I think it's on May 11th. It so is. So eight or nine days from now. So, I mean, we're talking about the flood of people already in the past 10 days. What's going to happen that day? I mean, you've been reporting I, I, on it. I know. Like I said, I've seen the numbers 30,000, but I haven't, you know, I'm assuming it's going to go a lot higher than that. Well, yeah. You know, there have been people <laughs> in, in Brownsville talking about, you know, when they talk to these people, them thinking that May the 11th, they get to cross the border and they get to stay. And they're going to be just fine. And guess what? They're not wrong. I know. Under this administration, that's exactly what's going to yeah. happen. Even on a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Uh huh. What? Just having a conversation. Why are you going to, uh, what? Would it help if I said I've had a really bad day? So I think you should play it there. Oh, really I know you had a bad day. I can tell from the first second that we're on, okay? I'm, I'm well aware. That's Polo, by the way. That is Sam getting her done. Carrie's favorite song, Taco Tuesday. Let's go. Taco Tuesday, the Joe Pack Show. Uh huh. Take care of this brightens everybody's day. Does it? I think Not it does. Taco. What? Let's go. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Every time. Joe Come on. Because he's the boss. Right. Very lucky. Oh, wow. I know what kind of mood you're in from the Thank first second you. of the day. I'm not stupid. Nice Thank you. I'm not stupid. I look stupid, but I'm not. <laughs> yes, it is. Taco. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Taco. I'm eating tacos with Polo. Uh huh. Taco. Let's go. Taco. Bring it now. Taco Tuesday. Taco. Come on, Polo. Taco. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Carry anything? 
No, I Come appreciate on. that. Oh, sorry. Wait a second. Wait a second. I do, I do appreciate that nice version. I know How everybody much do you else appreciate hates it. it. Everybody else hates it. Oh, everybody else, they hate that one. I know they do. I know. They're like, don't, don't, don't kiss up to the girl. But then I do, because I'm like, oh, I see the attitude. I see the smoke coming out of your ears. When the show starts, I'm like, I better do something here, or else I'm going to be in big trouble for three hours. Appreciate it. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, com. Just to get this out of the way, because I just saw this story, uh, we we talked about immigration a lot in hour one, because we're sending 1,500 troops to the border, I guess, to clean up the warehouse or something. I don't know. And uh, KJP Mm. says the tools and the work, and we're working with the tools, and the working tools are working. And then the 90% number was, shut up, Peter Ducey, what's the matter with you? Well, it turns out these numbers are real. In the past 10 days, well, fill us in, Carrie, because this, I couldn't believe this. From the New York Post, over 73,000 migrants crossed the southern border in the last 10 days, according to the U.S. Border Patrol, who admitted a further 17,000 illegal gotaways avoided detection and entered the country as things reach a fever pitch ahead of the end of Title 42 on May the 11th. 22,220 people have been apprehended at all U.S. borders in the last 72 hours, tweeted U.S. Border Patrol Chief Roel Ortiz on Monday. He also said another 51,560 migrants were caught at the border in the previous week. Thousands of people are handing themselves in daily to agents at the southern border in attempts to claim asylum and start a new life in the U.S. Most are processed and sent back over the border until under Title 42, a pandemic era policy, which allows Border Patrol to immediately send citizens of many countries back to Mexico. However, this takes time and puts a huge strain in resources along the border. Customs and Border Protection confirmed in the same time frame at least 16,985 people were recorded as gotaways who were either spotted by agents or caught by motion sensor cameras but unable to be apprehended. I mean, in Title 42, I hadn't even gone away yet. And later it says Governor Abbott said Monday the federal government is expecting up to 13,000 illegal immigrants to cross the U.S.-Mexico border each day after it expires. After Title 42 expires. A day. But the good thing is we will have accountability at the warehouse. I don't. And they're going to have the tools. And then, they listen. They will have the tools. Because there's work. Listen. now, Okay. Look. I understand. Let me make, the, let me make this clear. Mm-hmm. We have work with tools. <laughs> just putting it out there. I mean, it's going to be horrible. You've seen these pictures, right? Yes. It's been, I mean, it's been horrible. Um, yeah. And it's going to, I mean, that day on the 11th is going to be just horrific. 13,000 a day. A day. And that's come on, from after, you know, May the 11th. Who knows how many thousands are going to come over on the 11th. Biden does love himself some, some ice cream and spaghetti with, with the red, red sauce. sauce. Yep, with the red sauce. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, Joe Pags. I want to talk about late, late night TV. Growing up, I think David Letterman started his show in 1982. And I quickly, I was in high school, I quickly, you know, I was like, wow, this is great, this is sarcastic, it's dry, it's witty, it's funny, funny looking guy, but great show, could not get enough of it. When we did a, a talent competition, we called ourselves Paul Schaefer and his rubber band, um, and when we, we actually won it, I was playing saxophone and some other bandmates were playing piano and drums or whatever, we won it, they wrote the check to Paul Schaefer. Oh, you didn't really think my name was Paul Schaefer, did you? <laughs> Really? Then we won like a hundred dollars, just one hundred fifty bucks in the, the Atlantic High School uh, talent show back in nineteen eighty three. And uh, yeah, no, um, I was like, no, that's not really, no, that's not what we go by. 
So, um, uh, I mean, really, really enjoyed the show. Grew up watching Johnny Carson, obviously, on The Tonight Show. Um, and then, of course, Jay Leno, okay, pretty good. I, I liked him okay. Letterman when, was my favorite when Letterman, I Letterman, absolutely. Now, when he's I become watched. a nutjob since. But, yeah, I had to watch Letterman. Yeah. I mean, I just I thought it was yeah. a great show. And and it was. And then it, who knew that he was this this nutsy cuckoo guy uh, beneath it all. But I remember in like 1988 or 89, they had the same writer strike. And Letterman was not in production. They actually shut it down back then, too. So this is an unprecedented. Um, by the way, the current lineup, I've never watched a Jimmy Kimmel show. I know who he is. I can pick him out of a lineup. I, I do. I have seen his bits. But he's also a nut job. He's a far lefty, and he doesn't even hide it. Um Jimmy Fallon, I have a certain affinity he's for because funny. I well, think. he is, and I think he's talented. He can sing. He, yeah. He's musical too. But when he started his show, remember he came on this show. He oh, came you're on this kidding. show. I don't remember. Jimmy Fallon was on this show. Jimmy Fallon came on this show, oh, and he wow. could not have been nicer. Could not have been more gracious. He was just starting out on the Tonight Show, and it was wonderful. And by the way, don't tell him because he'll probably stop. He is the person with the largest following that follows me on Twitter. Wow, that's pretty Got like cool. 60 million followers or something wow. like that. Okay. Nice guy. Seems to be a nice guy. Very, he did yeah. give in to the woke crowd, though. He had Donald Trump on and he messed up Trump's hair, remember? I do remember that, yeah. And then he ended up a couple of years later apologizing for humanizing Donald Trump, which I found to be so completely stupid. Hmm. It's just like a sign of the times. But I like him. Um, I watched the first few shows. I think he had Robert De Niro on the first show he did on The Tonight Show. And I watched that. And I watched a few here and there. I watched his video segment, certainly. Over on YouTube and stuff, I never watched James Corden. James Corden, although he's done now, I uh, finished like last week. But I, I pretty talented Carpool guy. The car, karaoke Carpool Karaoke is awesome. Yeah, I, I like watched that. that on on YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the guy uh, the Colbert guy. Colbert. Oh, Stephen I mean, Colbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing for me. He's got nothing. I he, don't watch nothing that. to offer. Nothing to watch. The segments that I've seen are stupid. And Seth Meyers, I, I don't know if he's got pictures of somebody naked or what. I have never, ever seen his show. Ever. Maybe once, and I've seen a segment here or there, but there's never not a political bent, and it's I, just not funny. Yeah, I didn't think it was, it was that funny on SNL, so I wasn't going to watch that. You and I agree. So, the reason I bring up all these late-night talk shows is none of them are in production right now. And I don't know if Gutfeld is going to continue to go. I think Greg probably writes most of his own stuff, but... um. And I bring up Gutfeld because it's like the number one late night talk show now on TV. Why would they all have to end production? They can't write their own crap for a day? These people do an hour a day. They need their writers, apparently. We do three hours a day, and we have no writers. We have nobody directing the show. We just do it. So I'm really, I'm kind of surprised by that. But they're freaking out. Like, the left and mainstream are freaking out. That the writers are on strike. Now, you've got a story on this, mm-hmm. and they've got a couple of anecdotes on it. What do you have? Uh, from the BBC, a Writers Guild of America strike, the first in 15 years, saw more than 11,000 writers, 98% of voting members, walk out from midnight. Tuesday's late-night shows are expected to shut down first, while forthcoming shows and films could face delays. Picketing will begin on Tuesday afternoon, the Guild also said. In 2007, writers went on strike for 100 days at an estimated cost of around $2 billion to the industry. 
This time around, writers are clashing with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents the major studios, including Amazon, Disney, Netflix, and Paramount, in demand of higher pay and a greater share of the profits from the modern streaming boom. On Monday evening, the WGA said the decision to strike was made after six weeks of negotiations, produced a wholly insufficient response to the existential crisis writers are facing. Key issues in the talks have been how writers get paid for shows, which often remain on streaming platforms for years, as well as the future impact of artificial intelligence on writing. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, I really, I, I mean, honestly, this Maybe is this not is that big a deal. More of a, we're supporting our writers, so we are going dark until the strike is over. Is that the way it seems? Because I, I don't they know. could I'm, do it, I'm couldn't they? I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming. Jimmy Fallon could write. I think so. Yeah, Jen, you know Jimmy Kimmel and whoever else. I mean, else I would is think they there. can. Yeah. I would hope. It'd be kind of weird if they they hosted their own shows. They can't write. Kareem Jean, your girl Kareem Jean Pierre was asked about this. Mm. Now again, Joe Biden is the most he's the most pro union president we've ever had. When he does these big gatherings where he gets lost and messes up the teleprompter and then tells a story that isn't true. Uh, it's usually in front of a, some sort of a local somewhere, electrical local or something. Um, but Kareem Jean-Pierre was asked about her boss, the guy she's representing, and um, his thoughts on the strike that's happening right now. Here's her, here's her take. How does, you know, President Biden said that he's the most pro-union president in history. How do you square that with the fact that he is not openly offering support to the striking writers in because it's an ongoing strike, and you've heard us say many times before, we don't speak uh, to an ongoing strike. Uh, but more broadly, and I said this yesterday, uh, the pres- President Biden is a strong uh, supporter of workers' rights uh, to strike. Uh, we've said this over and over again, as we've been asked uh, uh, when different entities, and you see uh, workers strike in those different entities. We've been very clear. What? <laughs> Carrie, when has she been asked about, when has he been, when well, have they been asked about a strike? I guess I missed it. And there's a rule, it turns out, at the White House, we don't speak to ongoing strikes. Now, is that, is that a rule? Because I want to say, the rule she I has, think he has. Well, the rule that they have, the White House, is we don't speak to ongoing investigations unless it's to talk about how horrible the insurrection was and mm. Republicans should all die. But we don't speak to ongoing investigations. I would refer you to, and then they, the DOJ, the fill-in-the-blank, the Secretary of State, whomever. Um, but on this one, we've said over and over, we've been consistent, we don't speak on ongoing strikes. I, that's I can't the first remember. time I've heard her say that. But I probably got it wrong. Maybe she said something else. Mm-hmm. It sounded like she said we don't speak to ongoing strikes because the question was, he's the most pro-union, pro-worker guy. Why hasn't he shown support yet for those who are striking? And again, I guess there was some unwritten rule, or I heard it wrong, that you don't speak on ongoing strikes. How does, you know, President Biden said that he's the most pro-union president in history. How do you square that with the fact that he is not openly offering support to the striking writers? Because it's an ongoing strike, and you've heard us say many times before, we don't speak uh, to an ongoing strike, uh, but more broadly, and I said this yesterday. You've heard us say it many times before, we don't speak mm-hmm. to an ongoing strike. Carrie, She's I'm willing to bet that. Mm. they have not said many right. times before we don't speak to an ongoing strike. <laughs> I'm willing to bet something, like something valuable. You know, I, well, I would agree with you. I don't want to take that bet because I would agree. I, I've never heard that. 
I think there's a really good chance that she's never and said. We hear a lot of cringe on Tier, so. There is hardly a day goes by because she is gold. Can I be honest with you? She's broadcast gold. <laughs> Just her speaking uh, on whatever the topic happens to be is gold because it's either going to be a complete lie or a revisionist thing. Or she's just going to say, I, I would I would refer you to this person, that person, the other person. But she's always clear about it. You know what I, I really I, love no. yeah. is when somebody asks her a question, let's say it's about the strike. Why hasn't Biden talked about the ongoing strike? And then she will say, well, I refer you to or we're consistent. Next day, they ask the same question. By day eight, she says, listen, I've been asked this question eight times and I've answered it eight different times. And but she's never once really given an haven't. answer. No, there hasn't been a clear answer. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Do you care that the writers are on strike? Your thoughts on that when we come back. And again, bottom of the hour will be Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. We've got um, bottom of the hour. It'll be Tom Fitton. He is the president over at Judicial Watch. Make sure you tune in for that. We're going to break down some very important news stories, including how the um, the Biden administration basically hasn't released 85% of what it is that Trump had at Mar-a-Lago in the Trump raid. We'll get into that. Also get into the crime, uh, the Biden crime family. I asked Tom, have you guys ever had the chance to depose Hillary Clinton, which is what they requested to do? And I thought a judge said they could. But the question is, have they done it? Because that would be big news if you depose Hillary Clinton. We talked to him about that and a whole lot more. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, coming up in about six, seven minutes, okay? Meantime, got to remind you about Super Beats. The Super Beats heart chews are awesome. I work out as often as I can. Try to stay healthy. I know a nice injection of nitric oxide, which really does help regulate your blood pressure, your, your blood flow, your circulation, that really does wonders when you're out there trying to get active, okay? If you haven't been active for a while, make sure you go and check these out. They taste great. doesn't taste medicine. It doesn't taste like a supplement. This is very important. In a leading clinical study, Superbeats Heart Chews, polyphenol compound was shown to be nearly two times as effective at promoting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So, double your potential with Superbeats Heart Chews and support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, blood flow, heart-healthy energy, plus they're plant-based and gluten-free. Go right now to this website. GetSuperBeats.com. Find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of heart shoes, plus free shipping with your first order. Use discount code PAGS, P-A-G-S. Get an extra 15% off. That's G-E-T, GetSuperBeats.com. Use code PAGS. GetSuperBeats.com, code PAGS. Make that happen, and make it happen right now. Carrie, I've had him on the program before. Uh, I don't know if you remember Patrick Bet David. Hmm... He's from his his media group is called Valuetainment. Okay. He's one of the last guys that interviewed Kobe Bryant before his death, oh, and wow. uh, we've had him on the program just because he he's killing it on uh, on YouTube. The guy has a, a a new facility down in South Florida. He's doing very very well. Good. He offered. He was on Megyn Kelly's show today. I don't know if you saw this. No. He offered Tucker Carlson a hundred million dollars to come to Valuetainment. Whoa, a hundred million. A hundred million dollars. No, listen, I'm not going to say anything, but he could offer me a hundred bucks. I would have, I would have considered it. 
A hundred million dollars. Now, I think it's for five years. So it'd be 20 million a year, which I think is what Tucker was making at Fox. And we know that Tucker's got a studio in Florida. Now, it's not, I don't think it's on the East Coast where Patrick McDavid is. It's on the West Coast, but that would be easy to to make the hookup happen. But I don't know if if Tucker's responded. I don't know if they've even actually spoken. Uh, I do have his number. Not Tucker, but Patrick. I'll, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll send him. I'll say I'll do it for a hundred bucks, but um, but uh, that's <laughs> that's pretty good. That. Uh, I would yeah, imagine everybody awesome. wants the guy, and he's going to end up landing a really really great deal. Oh, I absolutely he is. He's going to take his time though, probably. So I'll, I'll text Patrick on the break here. All right, keep it here. We come back. It'll be Judicial Watch's Tom Fitton. Great interview. Don't touch that dial. This is the Joe Pegg Show.